Well, good morning and welcome to our Easter Sunday service. It's not the way that we would have planned it. And if I'm honest, it's not the way that we would want it. However, we still find ourselves under lockdown through to due to the coronavirus epidemic. And although we're unable to, to physically be together, and although how we do manage to meet is very limited, we remember and we rejoice that both God's word and God's power is not limited in any way, shape or form. Indeed, in Romans 8, 11, we read, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. We rejoice this morning that Christ is risen and that the power that raised him from the dead is living in those who love and follow him. So a happy resurrection day to one and all. Let me read Mark's account of that first morning. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, they said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. Go, tell his disciples and Peter. He has risen. We're going to sing two opening songs of worship. The first one is See What a Morning Gloriously Bright and then Come People of the Risen King. So we'll worship Lord in these two songs. Let us pray. Father God, we come into your holy and awesome presence in the only way that is possible. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who loves us, the one who gave himself for us, the one who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised its shame, and now is seated at the Father's right hand on high. And so we come with thankfulness in our hearts this morning. We thank you for this new day, Lord. We thank you for all that it means. And we pray that you would watch over us and that you would bless us, that you would be with us as we gather together uh, this morning to, to praise and to worship and to rejoice in the fact that Jesus Christ has conquered the grave and has defeated death and, and has ascended on high and is interceding for us and one day will come in great power and in great glory and as we gather Lord you know our hearts you, you know the situation that as, as a nation and indeed as a world we face as, as so many are, are, are gripped by 
by fear and anxiety and uncertainty. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And so our desire this morning is just to praise, to worship, to lift high the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray into the, the, the whole coronavirus situation. We pray, Father, that, that your mighty hand would, would, would bring it to a halt. We thank you that you have lost none of your power, Lord, and, and we ask that you would intervene in a way that would bring glory and honour to you. And so we come, Lord, recognising our need, acknowledging all of our gratefulness and thankfulness to who you are and, 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 and for what you have done and what you are doing and what you will do. And we commit this time of worship into your hands now and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, boys and girls, again, we're going to just listen uh, and, and sing along to, to the salvation poem. So let's all join in and sing this lovely little, little chorus uh, that reminds us of Jesus' love for each and one of us. I want to read from John's Gospel, from John chapter 20 and uh, reading at verse 10. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Before we look together at God's word, let's listen and join in with another uh, item of praise. Lovely updated version of a gnome Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence. And we ask that your word would be our rule. That your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. And that your greater glory would be our supreme concern. And we pray this in the name and through the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the cornerstone of our faith. It is what separates Christianity from all the other world religions in that their leaders and their founders are all dead. But Jesus is very much alive. So in many ways, every day is Resurrection Day. 
And yes, we live this side of the cross. And yes, of course, we never forget all that Jesus endured on the cross. And yes, we sing songs like Jesus, keep me near the cross. And as Paul says in Galatians 6.14, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. However, it is not so much the cross as in just a bit of wood we glory in, but rather the one who for the joy that was set before him, not only endured it, but triumphed over it. You see, if all Jesus did was die, then, then like all other religious leaders, he would still today be dead. But, but he did not stay dead. He rose again. He, he is alive. And the cross and the grave are empty. And friends, we need to rejoice in that great truth. Not just this morning, but every day that God, by his grace and mercy, gives us. A.W. Tozer, uh, who if you have never read any of his books, then I encourage you to, to, to read some of them. He says this concerning Easter. It is the devil's business to keep Christians mourning and weeping with pity beside the cross instead of demonstrating that Jesus Christ is risen indeed. And I want us this morning to look at this cornerstone of our faith, uh, the resurrection of Jesus. I want us to look at it through the eyes of Mary Magdalene. We don't know too much about her other than, than what we, we read here and in a, a one or two other little snippets. Uh, we, we, she does appear in all four of the resurrection accounts. We're also told in John 19 verse 25 that she stood near the cross at Jesus, near the cross of Jesus at his crucifixion. And in Luke's gospel, we are told that Jesus cured her of seven, seven demons. And that she helped to support the ministry of Jesus along with other women. We read that in Luke chapter 8 verse 2. There are just three things for us to consider regarding Mary. We'll see that she was distressed. Then we'll see that she was delighted. And then we will see that she was given a directive. So firstly we see that Mary was distressed. You cannot doubt the devotion and the love that Mary Magdalene had for Jesus. We are told that she headed for the tomb early on the first day of the week. That is, as soon as it was possible, she wanted, along with some others, to go and to anoint the body of Jesus. She went, no doubt, believing that this would be her last act of love and devotion. Yet as she gets there, she discovers that the body is gone. Can you imagine how she must have felt as she arrives to, to find that, that the, the tomb is open and the body is gone? And, and, and she kind of turns and, 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 and she runs and, and, and she finds Peter and, and, and the other disciple, which in John's gospel is actually John himself. And, and he, she tells them that, that the body is gone. And, and, and they kind of go and, and, and they see that the body is gone. And, and, and then being really supportive of kind of poor, distressed Mary, they, they head home. But Mary stayed put. And we see her distress. John tells us that she stood outside the tomb, crying. And as she stood crying, she looked into the tomb. 
And as she looked in, she saw two angels. And one of them asks, well, why are you crying? And she tells them, they've taken, and notice what she says, they have taken my Lord away. That personal relationship, my Lord away. And I don't know where they have put them. Put him. She is distraught. The one that she has given everything to follow, the one in whom she had put all her hope, is not even in the tomb. What has happened? What is going on? Where is he? She had given up all to follow him. And now, now what? She stands beside the grave of someone that she truly loved with it seems nothing but tears and distress and hopelessness. You see, friends, the thought of resurrection had never crossed either her mind or the minds of the disciples. They had been so overcome with grief. They had forgotten everything that Jesus had told them. She was going with the others to anoint a dead body. All hope, it seems, had gone. There she is, tearful, fearful, in the face of death, distressed of everything that has happened. Her hopes are dashed. Does that not sum up much of society today? Many are fearful in, in, in the face of death. The, the, the fear of COVID-19 that threatens to, to bring to many. Many are distressed. Many have seen at best their hope suspended. In many cases, gone. Everything that they trusted and just gone. And then as Mary turns around, she, she, she doesn't even recognise that it's Jesus. Her, her grief and her distress had completely overwhelmed her. And Jesus asks her, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? What is the answer to Mary's distress? Indeed, is there an answer? What is the answer to your distress, to your hopelessness, to your searching? Is there an answer? Well, yes, friends, there is an answer. There's a glorious answer. And it comes in the shape of what happens next. Because we read that her distress turns to delight. In verse 15, Jesus asks Mary two questions. He says, woman, which actually, as we have seen before, is actually a term of endearment. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it? That you are looking for. And here is Jesus. The risen Jesus. Speaking words of comfort. Seeking to draw out from Mary. What her problem is. And she thinks that he's the gardener. And notice how devoted she was. We saw how devoted she was even in the fact that she was up early and wanted to go to the tomb. But, but notice here she says, if you have carried him away, tell me where he is and I'll get him. She, she would do anything for Jesus. That in itself is a challenge to each and every one of us. So don't let's be too hard on Mary. 
In fact, don't let us be hard on her at all. Remember it's early in the morning. Remember she's upset. And kind of somebody rising from the dead and having a conversation with you is not exactly an everyday occurrence. So it's easy to see how she, she wouldn't recognise Jesus. What would you be like in that situation? Indeed, would you still have been there? Peter and John weren't, but Mary was. Then verse 16 tells us that Jesus simply said to her, Mary, calls her by name. Earlier in John's Gospel, uh, chapter 10, verse 27, there Jesus is declaring that he is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd that lays down his life for his sheep. And, and then he says that his sheep know his voice and they listen to his voice. One word which changed everything. Jesus called her name. Again, friends, it shows us the personal relationship that one can have with the Lord Jesus and in that moment she recognised that this was no gardener this was Jesus and she, and she turns towards him and she cries out Rabboni which as one scholar says means my own dear teacher my Lord you see friends this is where hope lies. This is the answer to the weeping and to the hopelessness and to the death and to the distress. It is found in the words and in the person of the risen Lord Jesus. Delight. This is what an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus brings. The Easter story is full of it. The disciples in the room locked away in fear. Jesus comes and speaks peace to them. The two on the road to Emmaus, their hearts burned within as they communicated with the Lord Jesus. The barbecue on the beach in John chapter 21, they ate with Jesus. You see, friends, it is Jesus and Jesus alone who turns our sorrows to joy, who turns our night to day, who turns our distress to delight, who takes our soul, who takes our sin and gives us salvation. What a saviour. Twice Mary was asked, why are you crying? You see, the empty tomb is no place for tears. Why look for the living among the dead? He has risen. He has risen indeed. And not only is Mary delighted, but she also worships. It's, we get that from Matthew's account. Matthew tells us that she clasped his feet and worshipped him. She held him close. Do you know that delight this Easter Sunday of Jesus calling you by name? Of knowing his peace amidst great sorrow? 
or unrest, of knowing true hope, as, as we were thinking on last Sunday morning, living hope. How is it all possible? Well, it is all possible, friends, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Then in verse 17, we are told that Jesus says, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to my Father. What does Jesus mean by this? Well, I believe that there are two equally valid meanings. Jesus, as we know from, from the Acts, will not ascend for another 40 days after his resurrection, and he made other appearances. So, so in that sense, she would see him again. However, the resurrection and, and subsequent ascension will bring a new kind of relationship, one that is to be shared with all disciples in every age and every place, including us this morning, one that Jesus spoke of in chapter 14 of John, especially the verses 18 through to 26, and that relationship is through the Holy Spirit. Verse 18 of, of John 14 says, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. And Mary needs to understand that his permanent return must come in another form. She, she will no longer be able to, as it were, hold on to Jesus physically, just like we are not able to do this morning, because he will be returning to the Father. Things are going to change. And he's taken Mary away uh, from, from the thought of, of holding on to him physically to prepare for as verse 19 uh, shows and following the giving of his spirit and so it is Mary who is given this first resurrection appearance but she must not cling on as though she would never see him again or, or, or experience his presence again she will she will, in a truly wonderful way, as Jesus gives of his spirit. Notice also that Jesus says, I am returning to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. What a status. What a privilege. The Father and God of the Lord Jesus is my Father, is my God. No wonder he turns distress to delight and sorrow to joy. It is my prayer that everyone listening this morning might know this delight. That they might know the joy and the peace that Jesus brings into any situation. One final point this morning and that is to notice how Jesus gives Mary a directive. Notice what Jesus tells Mary to do. Go. Go and tell this news to my brothers. Do you see again that personal relationship that is possible? Go tell this news to my brothers. And right away she, she gets up and she goes 
and she shares the news, she shares the good news, the great news, the life-changing news that she has seen the Lord, that Jesus is alive. You see, Mary was not to keep this news to and for herself. This is news that is for sharing. This is good news. This is great news. This is, as I said, life-changing news. In a time, friends, of hopelessness and in a time of fear and in a time of worry, as Christians, we have the answer and we are to go and we are to share and we are to testify. We have seen the Lord. He has changed my distress to light. He has changed my sin to salvation. I need not fear death, nor the grave, nor anything else, because Jesus has conquered sin, the grave, and death, and he is alive forevermore. This is real, friends. This is life-changing. And out there today, there is a hurting, and a weeping, and a confused world. COVID-19 has gripped the nation, the world, almost paralysed people with fear. And yes, yes, it's serious. And yes, we pray that God and mercy would hold it back. But friends, there's a disease that is worse than the coronavirus. And it's called sin. And Jesus came and died and rose again in order to defeat it. And we as his people are called to go and share it. And not just as Mary does here, cling to his feet. We have a glorious message to proclaim. Jesus Christ is risen. Bruce Milne in his commentary on John says this. The Christian community has shown a far greater interest in sitting at Jesus' feet, holding on to him amid the comfort of his presence. Yes, we need to do that, and there is great joy in doing that. But then Millen says, showing greater interest in that than in going out into the world to share the news of the risen Lord with broken, needy hearts who have a valid claim to know Jesus just as we do. Are you not glad that somebody told you the good news of Jesus? Let us be sharing that good news. Mary Magdalene knew the life-changing impact of Jesus upon her life. And that encounter with the living Christ, turned her distress to delight. May he do that for you this Easter day and all your days. And may we follow his directive, his great commission, to go and to make him known. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Let us finish by singing wonderful hymn, This the Power of the Cross. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for these great truths that we have looked at this morning. We thank you that the cross is empty.
We thank you that the tomb is empty. And we thank you that Jesus has been exalted to that highest place of all, seated at your right hand on high. And we thank you that one day he will come again in great power and great glory. And then those of us who love him will be forever with the Lord. Until that day, Lord, keep us faithful. And may grace, mercy and peace from Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon us and abide with us until you come or call. In Jesus' name we pray.